Well, I am not Michael Youssef. My name is Ryan Garrett. He's, he's way cooler than I'll ever be, way smarter than I'll ever be, and his mustache is way better than mine will ever be. And I am just honored to be able to, uh, to, be, able to be here this morning and speak and uh, just to deliver a message that I really feel like hopefully should give you some hope when you leave this place. That's my, that's my prayer, that you will leave encouraged, that you will leave inspired, not by anything that I say, but by the Word of God. Just a little bit about me. I'm a very, very, very passionate person. If you know me, uh, I'm just a, I'm a passionate guy. And uh, I have three main passions in my life that, that I just would probably define me. My first passion is, is Jesus. He is the best thing that has ever happened, that could ever happen, and will ever happen to me. I love Jesus. He has saved me and made me new. The old is gone. The new has come. I was blind. Now I see. He's took a wretched sinner and made him a, a saint. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful. Number two, I am passionate about my family. I love my wife and my kids. Uh, my wife helped lead us in worship this morning, and her name's Megan. I get to support her and, and, and pray for her in her ministry. She's in a ministry called Casting Crowns, and, and I get to support her and encourage her as she reaches many, many millions of people around the world. I'm so honored that I get to be her husband. We have three kids, Lily, Lucy, and Eli. Lily's 10. She's just a beautiful little girl. Uh, Lucy's five. She's our fireball. And, and Eli is three. And he called himself Tony for the longest time because he was sure his, he was really Tony Stark, who is Iron Man. And so we just went with it. And, and but our, our family is just, I, I love my wife. I love our kids. And number three, I'm passionate about discipleship. I, I'm passionate about the ministry that God has called me to. And I absolutely love being able to be here. And I'm blown away by what God is doing in our student ministry right now. I'm really, really just so excited to see the, the passion that these students have to reach their friends for Christ. And not only that, to go deeper in their own personal walks with him. I'm blown away. If you were here at our next gen service a couple of Wednesday nights ago, you got to hear from one of our, our students, Johnny Crumley, who just did amazing. Our student praise band led. It was just a great night of worship and, and word. And, and God's just doing some amazing, amazing things. And, uh, and I'm, just, I'm just honored that I get to be here. And uh, so this week we're following up uh, a big week in our Christian faith or big weekend in our Christian faith. We celebrated Resurrection Sunday last Sunday. Our king is risen. He busted hell right open, walked right out of the grave, and he's alive today. And I tell you, that is exciting. I love Christmas. I love Christmas and I love everything. I love the lights. I love the trees. I love the presents. I love the food. I love all that stuff. I love the songs, but it doesn't compare anything to Easter. That's a day that fires me up. And so today on the, on the tail end of, of that to hopefully spark some new thought as we go on to this year that, that that's what I want to leave you with today. I want to leave you with hope that God has made us alive in Christ and has reconciled himself to us through his son, Jesus. 
This morning, uh, we are in church, and I feel like we can have an honesty circle this morning. Can we do that? We're, we're friends, right? My, my name's Ryan, and, and I know a lot of you, and, but I feel like I just want to be honest with you this morning, if I could be honest with you. I, uh, a few years ago, I was serving in a, in a church, and we had night church. Ever, anybody ever remember night church? We had night church on Sunday, Sunday nights, and it was good. Night church, you got to be a little free in night church. It was good. And night church... Uh, it started at 6.30, ended at 7.30, and I'll never forget, we would rush home every Sunday night. We had to be home, and, and it, was, it was my fault. We had to be home every Sunday night because I had to sit on my side of the couch because there was a show that came on every Sunday night. I couldn't miss it because this show was so impactful and, and it just made a huge impression on my life. And our media team, they, they, they got some clips from the show, I want to show you that this show, if you wouldn't mind, if we would roll that. One, two, three. Good morning, Zenic family. Pat and Ron, Robert, Nisha, and Andrew, come on out here. I know you guys sent an application for a home makeover, and guess what? You got it. Three ways to go up. Steps, a ramp, and an elevator. An elevator is my choice. So. Can I do it? Cost and time and... Well, I, the time worries me. I mean, that is a huge undertaking. Huge. That is blowing a hole through all three floors. It is. It's, it's the one thing we have. To I do. think that's the most important thing. I Let's mean, make that happen. Let's make that happen. Let's do it, people! Oh, nice! And Michael is just going to town with a sledgehammer! I can't believe it! We got it done! Oh, this is awesome! Yeah! It's a dining room table you can all fit around, and you can finally sit down with a family. Being able to eat as a family. That's amazing. This is your room? This is my room? It's like a dream come true. It's like being in a fairy tale, you know? Yeah! And I would sit on my side of the couch, and when they would chant, move that bus, tears would flow down my face. It, it shook me. I was emotional every single Sunday night. I, I tell you, every single Sunday night I, I was crying on my couch. It, it, was, it, was just, it was a lot to take in because they, they blessed a family. They took a family and, and totally changed their lives. What they did is they came in and they demolished their old home. If you remember, anybody ever remember the show? Anybody? I'm the only one that's ever said, okay, good. There's, there's more. So they demolished that house and they built them a whole new one on the same property. It was amazing. And, and, and when they would say, move that bus, it would just, it would wreck me in my heart. And I think about what the, the premise of the show, they tear it down and they make it new. And I think we all enjoy watching shows like that. I think we all enjoy seeing uh, the, the shows that, that kind of pull at our heartstrings. And I think we connect with those because it's, it's not so much the show, 
but it's something that we kind of want in our own hearts and our own minds. Uh, a lot of us, depending on our circumstances or situations, uh, we might say to ourselves, I, I wish I didn't feel this way, or I wish I didn't have these thoughts, or I wish my circumstances were different, or I wish things were, would change. I wish things would just be made new. And the problem is, too many times, a lot of us try to fill that hole in our heart and those voids in our hearts with things that don't need to be there. Some of us fill them with alcohol. Some of us fill them with pornography. Some of us fill them with anger. Some of us fill them with pride. Some of us fill them with drugs. Some of us fill them with, with um, selfishness. We try to fill these things in our heart, but it always ends up leaving us empty. But what if I told you this morning it didn't have to be that way? What if I told you and I showed you in God's word that God can make us alive and he can make us new? That would give us hope. For those of you who know Christ as your Lord and Savior in this place this morning, you have that hope. You know, you know that Christ has saved you and you are made new. And some of you who don't know that this morning, you're sitting there. And my hope and prayer that today is that, that later on in this verse that we'll see, that Paul says that today is the day of salvation. And that today you might accept that free gift that God offers through his son, Jesus Christ. So if you turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the, the verse will be on the screen as well. And we're going to say this verse together. And, uh, and I'm praying that God would just, just speak to you through his word today. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Okay, you did very, very good. But I want to point something out to you about this verse that's very interesting. See that thing at the end of it? That's an exclamation point. Let's try the verse one more time. No, my. If anyone's in Christ, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. The new has come. As we dive into this verse, we're going to kind of go backwards on this verse a little bit, if you wouldn't mind. We're going to take the second half of it first, and then we'll, we'll, we'll circle back around and hit the first part, and then we'll just kind of connect it all together, and, uh, and hopefully you'll be encouraged about what Christ has done. Now, you need to understand, number one, if we were to look at this backwards, he's a new creation, new creation. This literally means regeneration, literally means new life or new birth. It's almost as, as Jesus was talking to John in chapter three, or excuse me, Jesus was talking to Nicodemus in John chapter three. He's saying, how can someone be born again? And, and Jesus just walks him through the gospel and tells him that he has to be born of the spirit and water. It's new birth. It's new creation. It's new life. But then we see something else that's very interesting. Paul says to the church of Corinth, he says that the old is gone. Your version might say old things have passed away. Literally what that verse means in the Greek is that old is dead. The old is dead. There's no life 
in the old. The old is gone. It's done away with. It's passed away. It's not even around. Now, sin is still around. The enemy keeps tempting us and, and tempting the, the Corinthians. And Paul is saying sin is, is still around. But for the believer, the believer has a new perspective because the old is gone. The old is gone. Now, we could stay right there. The old is gone. But we have hope because this next verse the, or the next section, the new has come. God makes all things new. And I love the fact, again, that we celebrated uh, last Sunday, the resurrection of Christ. And we get to walk with him. We get to hold his hand and he gets to minister to us. And he makes all things new. When I think about this, I really think about 2 Corinthians 4. Paul had already told the church at Corinth that, that they don't need to fix their eyes on what is seen but what is unseen, for what is seen is temporary and for what is unseen is eternal. And so when I think about the old is gone, the new has come, there will be a moment where God will make us completely new and we fix our eyes on that. But there's a small problem. There's a small issue in, in this second part of the, the verse that we, we really need to discuss. It's a three-letter word. How? How? How is the old gone? How is the, has the new come? How are we a new creation? And I want to pose two words to you that are so strong in our faith. If you're a believer in, in Christ, these two words mean so, should mean so much to you, just as it does to me. How do we do these things? In Christ. In Christ. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a dorky guy, and, and I like to look up definitions, and I look, look, like to look up words, and my main source to look things up is Google. Anybody else Google? I Google a lot. So I Googled this word, which is Christ. Now, Christ is not Jesus' last name. You need to understand that. Christ is not Jesus. Now, what Christ literally means is anointed or chosen one. Anointed or chosen one. Now, to be in Christ, that means three things. And if you're taking notes, I want to ask that you might write these three things down. Because in Christ, there's, there's a lot to do in Christ and a lot to be in Christ, but we need to understand that there are three major things that happen to someone or one who is in Christ. Number one, your past is forgotten. In Christ, your past is forgotten. Because of the cross, your past is forgotten. Now, Psalm 103 says that God tosses our sin as far as the east is from the west. He, he, he tosses as far as these from the West. Listen, I, I want to do something just real quick with you guys. Nine o'clock, they picked up on it. They were on it this morning. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to make a fist with your hand, if you wouldn't mind. If, you, if everyone just kind of put it right in front, of, in front of you. Don't hit your neighbor. I know some of you wives are ready. To, no, just, just hold it right in front of you. And, and I want you to put your finger right here on the top. Now, here's what this fist reckon, uh, uh, symbolizes. This is the earth, a globe. 
And now, what is this? If this is the earth, this is the globe, this is north. Very good. This side over here is north. All right. This side over here is on. This, I'll come over here. North. So if I'm going this direction, which direction am I going? So, man, y'all are good. Y'all are awake. It's good. And I get to the bottom and I turn directions and I start going this way. Which way am I going? North. And then I get to the top and then I keep going this way. Balcony, if I get to the bottom and I go this way. Very good. Very good. Now, y'all get an A on that section. Now, let's start here. Put your finger on this side. If I start going west, and I keep 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 going west, and I get back to where I started, and I still go that direction, which way am I going? Man, now this side. Now Y'all did awesome. Now this side. If I start going this way, and I start going east, and I keep going this way, keep going this way, which direction I start? When I get back to the beginning, I keep going this way, which direction am I going? East. Aren't you so glad that God doesn't cast our sins as far as the north is from the south? Because he tosses them as far as the east is from the west. He doesn't remember them. They are gone forever. Our past is forgotten, but that's not all. Number two, in Christ, your present is protected. Your present is protected. Ephesians 1 says we are locked in. We are sealed in him with the promised Holy Spirit. Just as a king would seal his scroll and, and drop that wax and, and dip his ring or put his ring in that wax and, and have his insignia right there. We are sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Our present is protected, but it doesn't stop there either, friends. Our past is forgotten. Our present is protected, but... Your future is positive. Your future is positive. In Christ, you get to spend eternity with him. You get to physically hold his hand. You get to physically look him in the eye. We get to spend forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And I could keep on going, but I'm not because I got a lot more to say, but forever. With Jesus, our future is positive, friends. Our future is positive. I love this verse, Colossians 2, 13 and 14. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away. Listen, don't miss it. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. You know what he did on that day? He offered us freedom. He offered us freedom in Christ. I tell you, there's so much to be in Christ and there's so much about it, but I get excited thinking about what it means to be in Christ. And maybe, maybe this, maybe this will help. I, I don't know. This helps me because, because in Christ we are loved. In Christ, we have grace. 
In Christ, we receive mercy. In Christ, we have hope. In Christ, we have salvation. In Christ, we are forgiven. In Christ, we are set free. In Christ, we are born again. In Christ, our past is forgotten. In Christ, our present is protected. And in Christ, our, 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 our future is positive. I wish I could tell you what it's like to be in Christ. There's nothing like being in Christ. Nothing like it. Just like extreme home makeover. When, we in, when Christ enter in, enters in our hearts, he doesn't just tidy up the house of our hearts. He comes in and demolishes it. It makes us new. He gives us new life. And I tell you, friend, that's something to get excited about. That's something to get pumped up over. I think about this. A lot of you may be wondering something new on the Lord's Supper today. I want to show you this illustration. I, I, this is one of the, I'll tell you, I, We were all born with sin. We were born with the Adamic nature that came from Adam. You know, I don't have to ask my kid if they mess up and, you know, did you do that? Nah. -uh. I didn't teach him that. My, my son, it just, it happens. It, he's born with it. He was born with that sin nature and we were all born Romans says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's you, me, your family, your friends, we've all sinned. And, and that's what this kind of uh, uh, symbolizes today. This jar with red, this, when we were born, we're, we're lost without hope. But when we receive Christ, when Christ comes in our lives, he, he changes things up. Because when he comes in, he comes in and makes us new. He comes in and makes us clean. We don't look the same anymore because we're not the same anymore. And he washes as white as snow. We're not the same. He makes us clean. And even when we continue to sin, and even when we continue to mess up, and even when we continue to backside and do our own things, that still makes us clean. He still makes us new because, listen, we're alive in Christ. We are a new creation. Galatians says it like this. Excuse me, Ephesians says it like this. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. And like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. But Paul loves that conjunction right there. He loves that word because usually when you're reading scripture and, it, and you, you see something, you're like, oh, man. 
That's harsh. That's tough language. That's, ah, what do I do with that? Paul says, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And I am so thankful for that amazing grace. Now, I grew up in the Baptist church and, and uh, any Baptist, anybody, they're the ones going, amen. Um, I grew up in the Baptist church and, and in our small little Baptist church, we all had in the Baptist church, if you don't know much about Baptist, we have assigned seats. It's not like really signed seats, but you just go, you know that you sit in the same spot all the time. And that's just, it's just how it is. And, and so we always sat in the same assigned seats and, and I'll never forget Miss Ann sat in front of me, Miss Ann, short little old lady, curly white hair. And I love Miss Ann. Y'all know Miss Ann, I tell you. <laughs> Miss Ann sat in front of me, and here's, here's the deal with Miss Ann. She, I love Miss Ann. She always gave me peppermints every Sunday. I love, she was, Mama, can we sit behind Miss Ann? Yeah, that was sweet. So she gave us peppermints, and we'd be quiet the whole service. But it came time to sing the last song, and again, Baptist probably singing just as I am, and when we got up. Y'all are getting a lot of these jokes. This is good. <laughs> Sweet. And here's the deal. Her Bible folded open. And I'll never forget seeing this. It was the word grace. And it was written down. And after each letter, she had a word written. And it stuck with me. I mean, years. This was, this was 25 years ago. And I'll never forget it. I'm there right now in that little old Southern Baptist church. And, and it read, God's riches at Christ's expense. God's riches at Christ's expense. We get everything that God has through Christ because he has made us new. He's made us brand new. The old is gone. The new has come. And let me ask you a question. Think with me just for a second. Imagine what it would be like if apostles lived by that creed. That we left these doors and we went into our streets of Atlanta, we went into our homes and we went into our schools and we went into our jobs and we went into our gyms and we went into all the places that we, that we hang out and really lived in that freedom that Christ has offered us through the cross. Imagine how things would be different. You know, I pray, my, my prayer every day, I really pray this sincerely every day, that God would, or that people would not see me when they look at me. My sincere prayer is that they would look past me and they would look straight to Jesus because he's changed me. And for some of you, he's done the same. For those of you who have accepted that new life in Christ, let's live it out. Let's be bold. I had a student text me. I, I, I feel honored when students text me. 
throughout the week. And I had a student text me this week and just say, you know, I'm really struggling with some stuff. The old life keeps, keeps coming back at me. And, and I always ask this question. I always say, do you know Jesus? Absolutely. As your Lord and Savior. Yeah, yeah, Ryan. And I respond with this. In this world, you will have trouble. It's not a maybe. It's not a, it's not a, it could happen. You might have trouble every once in a while. No, no, no. Jesus said, you will have trouble, but take heart. Jesus says, I have overcome the world. And so wherever you're at today, wherever circumstance that you're in, whatever moment that you're struggling through, if you don't know Christ, today could be the day of salvation. Today could be the day where the old is gone and the new has come. And my prayer is that you wouldn't leave this place the same way you came in. Believer and non-believer. We leave here changed through the worship and the word. Can I pray for you this morning? God, I love you so much. And I thank you, God, for your love for us. It's amazing. We don't deserve it, and yet you give it to us anyway. And Father, I am just blown away by your goodness. Father, I thank you for the cross And I thank you that we can be made new in Christ. And so, Father, I pray for this body this morning. That the words that your servant Paul wrote down will penetrate our hearts and sincerely leave us changed because we are made new. We are made alive in Christ. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.